0: Welcome to Feeling Asian a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm young me May and
1: I'm Brian Park
0: and we have as always the best Guest. the best of the best Asian cream of the crop.
1: Asian excellence.
0: Asian excellence on the show joining us this you, week. You already
1: know who's joining us. But we haven't formally introduced them yet.
0: We're going to introduce them. (laughs) But before we introduce them, um, like always, we're going to give a little Patreon shout out to the wonderful people who are donating to our Patreon.
1: Yes. And if you haven't done so, you can donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash feelingasian. Why not? Why not? If you like the podcast, support us, shop local, help us get out of this deep financial burden of Asa Akira's fleshlight.
0: Okay, yeah, I, th- I swear to God, I think we made enough money now, Brian. I think, we, we, I think we did it. We made no, 160 Okay, No, we haven't.
2: Oh, okay,
0: yeah. Okay, all right. Shh. Um, Please. Yeah. Also, I just want to say that I really did something embarrassing before the Patreon shoutouts. It was my birthday last week, and I put my Venmo handle in, and I just want to thank everybody who donated money. Thank you so much. I, I know it's like, it was embarrassing, and I was like, I try to like, justify it and put these reasons and stuff but i was like you know i i just would like a little money i'm always you know get times are tough. get that bag it's not yeah but you know i feel like a scammer kind of but then thank you so much for any, everyone that donated and i'm just gonna say if you did give me money for my birthday let me know if it's your birthday and i will return your your money Yes. Why, why don't we just live like the, the GoFundMe economy? You know, let's oh, just absolutely. help each other out.
1: That's that's the true Asian way. Is just yeah. I pay for your dinner. You pay for my dinner. I pay, I give you money on your birthday. You give me money on my birthday. Let
0: it be known: if you gave me money for my birthday, if it's your birthday, Venmo request me, and I will come through. <laughs> Let it um,
1: be known. But yeah, let's. Uh, <laughs> do you want to jump into these Patreon shoutouts? Or just
0: donate to the Patreon? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's shout out these wonderful people. Who's our first? person
1: our first person is Eunice
0: I'm so sorry Eunice but that is like such a Korean church name it and I know we say Korean that all the time I know we always <laughs> say that we're like Grace Kim Korean church
1: <laughs> but Eunice is Eunice? even more than Grace
0: Eunice I am I have to go stereotypical with this one Eunice is the like di- any Asian woman listening to this or I, I guess any woman I don't know what it was like when I was in grade school. There was like the most powerful clique of fucking Korean girls, and they were terrifying. So much scarier, I feel like, than like white mean girls, like like oh. Lindsay Lohan, whatever. Oh they yeah, they were ter- In first grade, they reigned the fucking playground with with such a a gusto. And like, I feel like the top the the top person.
1: I know. I'm getting flashbacks. Getting Eunice. flashbacks to my time in Korea. <laughs> right? These, these girls would always, like, smoke cigarettes behind the building. And, and they then, were in first and, grade. And if you breathe within a hundred yard radius of them, they'll be like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so scary. That's a totally different kind. That's a sexy middle school. I f- I'm not without shame. I follow some of these, like, gangpae high school <laughs> Korean girls in Korea. And they're all, like, super hot. And they are all, like, make videos about, like, they look like they're gonna beat me up i love them
2: oh, but like in the
0: first grade do you remember like they would be like these korean girl cliques and they would have so many intense roles and i remember they wouldn't talk to me for months because they said that i had boy hands anyway are you gonna be what, okay no i'm still fucking recovering from that <laughs> anyways Eunice, so many funny stories thank you Eunice. thank
1: you Eunice. our next shout out goes out to <laughs> helen Oh. come on
0: <laughs> come on that was the number two what's the name in like korea james you know like the Kangpe, the the gangster roles eunice is number one helen is the number two number two enforcing the law
1: esther is number three yeah
0: <laughs> and, and then, grace
1: is number four
0: yeah and then young <laughs> is not allowed in the group because of her boy oh, hands man.
1: well helen Thank you, Helen. Thank you for supporting us. Our I next shout out goes out to. Know so many
0: Helen's. I wonder if this is one of my friend Helen's. I, I love all Helen's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, shout out to Jeremy Sengli. Uh
0: Jeremy I have, Sengli. I have this very stereotypical <laughs> like Asian idea of what Asian what an Asian Jeremy looks like because I it? feel like I know like two or three A- Asian Jeremys. They're always like. Half Japanese or Japanese, mm-hmm. always like muscular and like have a tan because they're like they are into like mountain biking or something. That's the kind of Asian Jeremy I know.
1: Yeah. Jeremy, all the Dermies I know are kind of crunchy in that way.
0: Yeah. Like always ripped.
1: <sighs> love love to rock climb and go camping. Right. Yeah.
0: That's an Asian Jeremy right there. Jeremy
1: suddenly has on his hinge profile that he loves the outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next shout out goes out to Misa Miyagawa
0: what vibes are you getting brian
1: oh man i'm gonna get canceled <gasps> i was hoping that you wouldn't say i go. Well, I was
0: gonna ask you because i feel like i was taking the lead on all of them <laughs> i uh,
1: i was about to i was gonna say figure skater but it's because i'm thinking of christy yamaguchi
0: <laughs> wow wow
1: you know what i'm standing by it Mise Bayagawa, also an amazing figure skater it's,
0: it does sound like like a it does sound like this person, the vibe I'm getting is she has like a Elegance. hobby, yeah that that she could almost do professionally, like that. Uh, you know what I mean? Like a figure, like she figure skates for fun.
1: But she's actually a data scientist. So yeah, yeah. But she also has that's a hobby. Vibe she I'm could be getting. the best.
0: Or like she plays the cello. Humble or something. queen. You know what I mean? Humble queen. Yeah, yeah. That's I am getting that vibe. Also, I feel like. If, if she met Jeremy, they would, like, date. I don't know. That's just me being weird. Oh, that's a, that's
1: a good pairing. Jeremy Sengli and Misa Mayagawa. Right? Jeremy and Misa forever.
0: Yeah. All right, our
1: last shout-out for this episode goes out to Jacqueline Eng.
0: Oh, I know this person. Oh,
1: yeah. Right? I don't know her.
0: I feel like this is a friend of the pod. I feel like we interact online a lot. But the vibe I'm getting is, like, uh, the vibe I'm getting is, like, sexy eyeliner.
1: Ooh. you know what i mean
0: makeup person i'm
1: seeing 4 a.m back in her walking back to her apartment with like smudged eyeliner and leather jacket
0: oh yeah definitely leather jacket <laughs> leather i'm getting jacket. leather jacket for sure
1: leather jacket smelling like cigarettes looking hot as fuck
0: uh, sometimes the cigarette smell smells real good <laughs> i don't know i think it's like a childhood thing because i remember like my parents smoking you know <laughs> that lingering cigarette smell
1: yeah, I I don't have a I don't have, cigarettes do smell good. I don't. Know. I've I've with said this perfume,
0: before. Perfume, mixed with perfume, it smells pretty sexy.
1: I do like smoky, like tobaccoy leather scents. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Not smoky breath though. Right? <laughs> no. No. No, okay. we're not
1: we don't we don't stand smoky breath on feeling Asian. <laughs> um, well anyways, thank you all for donating and once again, if you like the podcast Check out our Patreon at patreon.com/slash/feelingasian.
0: Yeah, we're shamelessly asking for money because that's <laughs> we're working on our shame.
1: Yes, and Yangmi, do you want to introduce our wonderful guest this week?
0: Yeah, without further ado, everyone, um, our wonderful guest this week is a food content creator, um, and just all around amazing human person being, human being person, <laughs> that every like you know somebody that I felt like I loved immediately before I even met them. Please uh give us your ears for James Park. Ah, hello. Hello.
3: Wow, that's a that's a horrible way to
1: enter the room. Oh my god, I
3: don't know what that was, but hello.
2: Wow.
1: <laughs> James, were you just so were bad. you just were you just sitting there just waiting? <laughs> just sitting on that wow. I'm, I'm I'm that is
3: I don't know what my voice is doing right now. That was just like three different pitches of like hello and that 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 just explains everything you need to know about who I
0: am. So there you go. Wow. That
2: was so funny. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> it was like a split what? second where I was like, Oh, we're just gonna go with it, act normal, act normal <laughs> Oh, no! <laughs> It was like <laughs>
3: okay i don't know how my voice like came through like i i i don't want to know i will probably not be able to listen to my uh, voice but
1: i love it yeah there you go i'm glad it happens even to the best of us because wow that was great that's literally how I act, James. Any acting scene I'm in, I'm just like, all right, wait for my line. Hello there. Oh God.
0: I have one line in 33 minutes. I better not fuck it up. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah oh my so god. that's that <laughs> well it's um, so good to have you here
3: yeah thank you so much for having me this is like kind of a dream country i feel like every good asian is listening to this podcast and we secretly low-key want to be a part of this uh podcast so like just the fact that i am here chatting with you guys feels like i kind of made it in the asian society wow. so that's how i feel
2: I actually
3: we could-
2: wow. Wow. <laughs> yes. we're, always
0: so, we're always so flattered because i feel like we feel always like so flattered with all our guests that you even decided to be here so thank you for saying that
3: <laughs> <laughs> i hope i i hope you guys know that you guys are kind of big deals <gasps> wow. You, wow. you guys like the podcast the influence that it has like like i genuinely just talk about this with my friends and Aww. it it is really really amazing that you guys have started this and i feel like there's a community in a way that i i feel kind of so validated listening to a lot of episodes that i think i cannot get that while listening to other podcasts mm. so yeah i just want you to know that because, you know, Asians are really bad at giving ourselves credit. So <laughs> I have become this person of giving credits when it's due. And I think you guys deserve
1: uh, that recognition. Wow.
3: Whatever oh Wow. Please yeah. know is
0: that. The, this is
1: the best start of an episode ever, I know, young know vibes
0: are, vibes are amazing.
1: Vibes are immaculate <laughs> right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, can I just say something before we talk about the feelings? Uh, yeah. And I know that we've brought this up a lot when we talk about when people give you compliments and, like, not being able to take that, um, Mm. it's, like, I mean, just, like, you saying that right now made me feel really uncomfortable. But then I remember having this discovery in therapy, and I'm going to fucking butcher this, but, like, (laughs) (laughs) but apparently... It's, like, the feeling of not being able to accept a compliment is kind of similar to, like, when you can't accept someone's love or, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, when... I think a lot of people have this issue, like when you're in a relationship, you, you like fully yeah, yeah. can't believe that Ooh. this other person is in love with you or whatever. Yeah, And it might feel like it's a humble feeling, like, oh, like I'm so humble, I don't want to accept compliments, but it's like actually sort of a mean and controlling thing. Oh, this is like me personally, what I discovered in therapy, mm. because it's like, it's almost like to accept it is to be vulnerable and open. And, like, mm. you don't want to give that to the other person. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So when I made that discovery in therapy, that's when I was like, I have to work on accepting this. You know, like, so for, uh. for when James, like, because the act of trying to give somebody a compliment is, like, very loving. And for mm-hmm. that other person not to accept it, it feels really bad. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm just saying that because I want to say thank you, James, so much for saying that. And I Uh accept your compliment. And I also feel the same way about you and your work. And I feel like it's very important. And it's, you know, it's definitely giving like a visibility to part of Asian culture, I think.
3: Uh, I was just going to say that, like, you know, I am so all about giving compliments but like i also hate getting compliments so it's like i totally feel you when you say that like you feel uncomfortable about getting compliments and like you know whether that's a compliment on like i don't know like my eating or like my appearance or anything i i i don't think that i don't deserve it but i just feel like I don't like that feeling of that like someone is like recognizing me even though I want other people to recognize me I don't it's like I want someone to love me but when someone loves me it's like why are you loving me kind of a thing yeah Yeah. so I think it's very shared experience the fact that like Asians in general cannot really feel comfortable or like be proud or like sit on that moment of like actually thank you so much for that compliment because it's hard for me to do that too yeah
0: yeah. and we're taught not to but this is how my yeah. therapist said it and can I just say it really quick before we yes. start mm-hmm. she said okay so I'm a very giving person and when I give something so you might you might um, relate to this James like if yeah. you give somebody something let's say like a physical gift yeah, and you feel good right that, imagine that person being like no and like throwing away your gift like that would feel bad right Yeah. and so it's like when we don't accept mm. compliments that's like how uh. we're making the other person feel because right. there's like a giving and receiving uh, mm. union that happens that both of us like feel That good exchange. In that yeah. 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 And yeah. so I feel like that made it click to me. Like that, if someone's that's a good giving analogy. something, I have I I should receive it openly because that would make me feel bad if they didn't yeah. do that for yeah. me, right? Mm. <sighs> anyway.
1: Well James, we're so excited to have you on the podcast. But before we get into your feelings, Young Me, how are you feeling?
0: Um well I'm feeling really great. I'm really glad that we started off with that conversation i don't Mm. i don't i just don't maybe maybe i felt like i had i wanted to say that because i see a very similar personality in you james so i wanted to Uh. point that out um i went i had recently a depressive episode Mm. and it's so hard for me to like see it Sorry, I'm like, do I talk about my depression too much? (laughs) But but it's just, it's so hard for me to. I I don't know why I like just can't see it when it's happening because it happens all the time, Mm. and I'm fucking 37. Yeah, and you know it was like around my birthday, which I think that's normal for people to get depressed around their birthday because I'm gonna die. I mean, eventually, (laughs) but I'm getting one one day closer to it. Um, But but it's just so hard for me to like point it out. And then I, I think I came out of it like literally this morning
2: mm. and it
0: was a very like stark difference. Yeah, And I was like, oh my God, that was a fucking depressive episode. Like why didn't, mm. you know? Right. And so there was like, I don't know. I, I think it's getting easier to sort of point it out. I, um, I think one thing that I'm trying to be better at is like when I'm feeling really depressed, it's extremely hard for me to do stuff yeah mm-hmm. and i know that everyone's like the way out of it is to force yourself to do stuff mm-hmm. like go out for a walk and go grocery shopping and go exercise and do your work or whatever but it's like i feel like catatonic like i can't do anything yeah you know i just like i'm in bed and i'm like i just can't i just can't do it
1: That's hard. It's a paradox of sorts. Yeah. When you're depressed, you don't want to do anything. But that's the thing you need to do to get out of it.
0: And see, this is my this is my question, though. Yeah. Is is it even worth trying to get out of it? Do you just have to ride it out? Because like this morning, it was almost like night and day. I I got I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm fine. Like, Hmm. I'm going to do my work and I'm going to, you know, wash, take a shower and it's fine and it was like it was like a click right? right so i guess my question is i know that i people, guess depression
1: yeah. affects people differently like for you it seems like it's transient like it has a, it's a finite time yeah. but if you're someone who Sorry. where there is no end in sight it, it feels like i don't know i don't think being catatonic would be beneficial to right. them and just to be like stagnant you know
0: i think at times in my life it did feel like it was constant hmm. and but now it feels more like a uh, little little uh, periods of time right so i i guess something is happening that that's like getting better
2: yeah mm-hmm.
0: anyway i'm i'm go- i'm just like coming out of the fog right now and i'm back i feel like you know i mean did you feel like just being around me for the last f- even i guess few weeks did you feel like i don't know i just seem very like flat or something
1: uh well because we interact in like a very professional way yeah the only times i notice it or i feel like something is up is when like the work product the work output like Mm. rate might change you know
0: well, that's well because like Brian and I had to talk about the fact that the la- oh, I felt really bad about this. So, the last few weeks when I was like really feeling depressed, and I was just like, that's you know, like the work that I was supposed to do for the podcast really suffered because I was just like, I can't do this, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm. And yeah, and so then that was like something I noticed too, and I was just like, right, yeah, but you know, it's okay, all right. Well, thanks, Brian. I'm sorry,
2: <laughs> it's okay. <laughs>
0: Anyway, that's how I feel. I feel a lot better today. And I, you know, mm. I'm, I'm happy. Um, I guess this always happens around my birthday. And I just have to be it, be better about anticipating it. But I don't know, sometimes it feels a little hopeless with depression. It's like, even if I anticipated it, what, what would I do? How would I, mm. you know, right? I don't know, send out a newsletter. Be like, hey, it's almost my birthday. Expect nothing from me for the next two. I'm going to be crying, and I'm not going to leave my apartment. <laughs> maybe maybe I can start doing that. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I feel a lot better. Brian, how are you feeling? I like your bangs.
1: Oh, uh, thank you. Um, okay, so I am feeling uh, this is somewhat connected to how... Uh, you've been feeling Mm -hmm. and what you just described listeners um you know young me we had this conversation yesterday yes well no it's like it it was a constructive one you know and uh you know this happens a lot in like creative partnerships where you'll we'll do like check-ins and be like all right like what's working for us what's not working Mm -hmm. for you what's working for me yeah blah 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 and then you wrote me this email I sure like did. you wrote me an email expressing <laughs> your frustrations with me which is totally valid because oh. i have i have frustrations like but again this is like i'm glad that we can have this open like communication between us where mm-hmm. we don't have to like feel like i would rather know if you're frustrated with me about things rather yeah. than have you like sit on it and then harbor resentment and then like mm. that uh, that the net outcome is worse when that happens i feel yeah and what what you there was a particular part in the email that you wrote to me that cut me to the core, in a mm. constructive way though. Oh no! No no, okay. it cut me to the core in a constructive way because you uh, expressed to me that, um, and the th- th- the reason why it why it impacted me so much is because this is feedback that I've gotten from multiple friends, mm. and you said that I have I can be overly critical and. You wrote, this is, you're not, you don't want to speak, like, you're not, you don't want to speak on my feelings, but just as from your perception that it feels like I do it out of impulse. Like, it's just out of a reaction.
0: I I said, this is my perception. So, like, please, you know, not that this Mm. is true, but it seems like an impulse. Yeah.
1: Yes. And the reason why, yeah, and that really affected me because um, it's the number one Uh, complaint uh, that I have about my dad, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, and it's not like you know. Obviously, what I'm 31 now, I can have these kinds of conversations with my parents. Where, and I've told them, I'm like, you know, I love you. You show me love in so many ways, but I just wish you weren't so critical. Like Mm. you're so overly Mm. critical, very pessimistic, very cynical. Yeah. And I've been on the receiving end of that, and. I don't like knowing that I am now like becoming that. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm, I'm becoming the yeah. very thing that I dislike about my par- like one one of my parents. Do you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: I don't I, I don't like the fact that I am like falling into that pattern that hurt mm. me so much for so long. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm, of course. Yeah.
0: Well, you know what? Sorry, I'm going to bring up therapy again. You know what my therapist said was the stuff that, you know, my mom does to me that's the most painful to me. Yeah. A lot of times. Yeah. Like what you said, I will mirror that behavior and things that she would say to other people. And my therapist was like, well, that's like her voice coming out. That's not your voice. You Mm. know what I mean? So like the fact that you have like a. You don't like that because that's your dad actions coming yeah. through your body or something I'm not that, that might not be true for you but that was like a very a very big thing for me i think
1: yeah no but you're totally like and again i everything you said was like 100 percent true and so i'm like okay i'm glad that you told me this because mm. that fucking sucks no one wants to be around someone who's always like criticizing and being kind of a negative Nancy and pessimistic that's just not fun to be around you know
0: but you know I'm gonna say this like this is what I just like to briefly say what I said in the email I I think that you are coming from a place where you're trying to be constructive like I think that you like, you know, when, it, like, so the email was about us working on ideas. Sorry, James, sure. I feel like James, <laughs> we we didn't forget James is here. Um, Like <laughs> us working on ideas together, which we do a lot. Yeah. And, um, you know, like your approach is, it's like, t- this is my perception again, but it yeah. feels like you're always coming from a place of criticism. Like if I have a new idea... It's always like, oh, I don't, you know, well, what? there's this problem with this, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. There's been rare, it's rare if ever, like, you're just like, oh, that's a great idea. Let's do that, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I've, I perceived it as you, you're trying to be constructive. Do you know what I mean? And, like, making sure to perfect and hone the idea.
2: But it is kind of But, exhausting. like, upon
1: further examination, it's fucking exhausting. It's, it's so direct to the point that it, like, it seems kind of harmful and, I, I can s- convey the same messages, but in a different language. Do you know what I mean? And I'm noticing that about myself, yeah. where uh, I, it, it always comes from like a pessimistic outlook. You know, mm. like it's not gonna this, it's not gonna work for this reason. This is why it does it's bad, or like this is why I don't like it. Versus like, oh, I like the direction this is going. Maybe if we tweak this, it could be really good. I like the start of. you know what I mean? Yeah. And. Yeah, but the thing is, I often come around on a lot of your ideas. Like, the impulse is like, I don't think that's good. And then I'll sit on it for a few hours and then be like, actually, I like it. And I'm like, yeah, that is literally, why is that? It's just, that means it's just a fucking impulse in me. Like, the imp- it's like without thinking, I'm already going to a place of, like, right. criticism. Let's be critical of this, you know? Yeah, yeah. Especially because I'm coming around, like, I'll come around on it after I've, like, Marinated in it right, versus yeah. just, it's not hard to be like amped and optimistic. Yeah, uh, like that's the kind of energy. I mean, we see so many slogans around the world like good vibes only, positive vibes. Like, you're the energy you receive the energy that you emit. Mm-hmm. And I'm having to confront the fact that I'm like bad, negative. I'm i emit mm-hmm. a lot of negative energy, and I don't, uh, I don't like that about myself because. I've been on the receiving end of it. I know how much it hurts. I know how much it sucks. But it's okay, you know?
0: Yeah, well, I wanted to say thank you so much for listening to me. And I thought you were, like, I was, like, really impressed that you were just, like, oh, like, that, you know, that seems valid. And, you know, you you just heard me. Do you know what I mean? Because it's, like, Mm -hmm. hard. I was, like, I felt, like, a little nervous to, like, email you about it. Because, you know, when you're like bringing up something to somebody, the usual response is there's so many toxic ways that people respond. Like they gaslight you and they deny that that's Mm. true and they argue with you. But you just like were very open. You're like, I can see your and I understand what you said. Mm. And I think that that's huge. I think most people like just are not able to do that at all.
1: Oh, well, thank you. But everything you did say was true. And I'm glad that I can... uh, you put a language to it, and I can recognize it, so mm-hmm. hopefully I can rectify it.
0: Well, this is why the Feeling Asian team is so strong, everyone. <laughs> we listen Aww. to each other, <laughs> and then we grow as friends.
1: Uh, James, how are you feeling?
3: Uh, how am I feeling? I am... I'm feeling like... You know, I... I am ready for good things, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I am at this transitional phase that, like, I'm leaving my job next week. I'm starting a new job next year. There's been a new project and work, that's so really exciting. And I think... I also went through a similar phase of, like, months of feeling like I've been stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel mm-hmm. like I haven't really climb up in a way that I wanted to, um, you know, with pandemic and everything. And like, um, I felt like I kind of lost that spark for a while. Um, I felt like I lost that drive. And thankfully, um, a lot of good things have happened. Um, but that also puts me like, it, am I gonna be okay? Like, you know, I think there's like a programmatic mindset of like when good things happen it's like oh my god like am i am i ready for it am i gonna be okay like Mm. can i do this well especially Mm. when so many new things are happening so like i am talking to my friends with like a lot of excitement i'm excited but like i'm almost like projecting that so that i hear and i convince that even though i'm fully not convinced it you know Mm. like i'm I, 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 I need to hear myself saying that I'm excited for these opportunities. I need right. to hear myself that I'm gonna be doing well. But mm. internally, I'm also kind of freaking out about a lot of changes,
2: yeah. uh,
3: the self doubt about like, Did I sign up for something that I cannot do well? What if I'm not going to do well? You know, like, there's this constant, like, wave of, like, excitement and, you know, ready for the next chapter. I feel like moving in my life and such versus it's like... What what are you doing? Like, is this is this okay? Like, are you doing mm-hmm. okay? Are you doing well? Like, are you just faking so that like you are just kind of like convincing yourself that you are going to the right direction? So like, mm. yeah. So many things happen in such a short amount of time to me that like I think I'm still somewhat processing that. Mm. Um, so that's just kind of like generally how I've been feeling, uh, and I feel that today as
0: well. <laughs> I Feel like you really. Put perfectly the all the emotions that come around big changes in somebody's life. It's like yeah, excitement and but then like fear. You know, Mm -hmm. like it's just all these big emotions wrapped into one. Like this is so exciting. Am I gonna do well? Am I happy about this? (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Exactly. So. I don't know i think i you know as you could have told from the earlier i've been more vocal about just positive affirmation i've been more vocal about giving credits to myself giving credits to other people just so that i am acting at least i'm acting to that person you know because if Mm -hmm. i'm like not acting like that i think i'm gonna fall into that deep of like constant self-doubt constant kind of like discourage uh Mm -hmm. and my self-critic is like my biggest enemy in a way so like
0: yeah
3: things to my therapy I think I just try to be that person I try to give myself that credit I try to be the cheerleader to other people and if I'm whether I'm actually doing that because I believe it or I'm just acting so that I can hopefully really be that person Mm -hmm. time will tell but I'm becoming more vocal about saying nice things to myself letting myself hear the excitement so that i am actually convinced that's how i
1: feel
0: it's like you sometimes do have to fake it till you make it
1: yeah i was gonna say that's an incredibly great practice to to exercise my
3: entire life has been fake it or you know fake it till you make it like that (laughs) is my entire life actually (laughs) so
0: laugh until you really start laughing you know (laughs) if you fake laugh at one point you do start just actually laughing
3: (laughs) because you know what that's what my mom taught me my mom actually uh has been like a like a laugh therapist and oh, really? so she, she wow. actually like got degrees and like took classes and went around what? cities and taught uh, like elders and like you know students about the power of laugh and oh, a part wow. i know my mom is an incredible human being and I, oh. I just i'm so proud of her and like i got that from her and like she you know whenever we facetime she will be like I will be her student and I'm, like, actually practicing her exercises and, like, Mm. you know, like, she would just, like, make me just, James, you should just laugh. Let's just laugh for, like, 10 minutes and, like, she will really start and, like, you know, I will start laughing with her and, like, she has that energy and I want to bring that energy to a lot of people. So, yeah, I I believe in that.
0: I'm going to start laughing Fake, I'm gonna do that laugh practice. Yeah, fake. I feel laugh. like I've seen videos of people doing that. I'm gonna do that totally. for the day. Should we start doing
3: that? I'm down. There
0: is a whole (laughs) Korean community
3: and there's a whole Korean books about the power of laugh because I think there's a science about even though you are fake laughing, like the endorphins and like the, your body wouldn't know that you are fake laughing. So you're getting all the benefits of actually laughing. So like you should totally just like spend like a few minutes just really, you know, vocally loudly laugh and like clap and it will actually help you feel better so i
0: I have to say like raising mino since he was a little kid Uh and i know like people probably have a lot of ideas about this every time like he did anything funny or like we if i ever saw anything Mm -hmm. funny i would point it out and like laugh and he laughs so much now it's like Mm. sometimes i'll just be like we'll be reading a book and i'll see like one of the characters turns around so i'm like look at the butt <laughs> and then look, like he'll like cry laugh at them. <laughs> like, yeah i feel like these little practices but i feel like i could see it he like laughs so easily because i feel like mm-hmm. i've like made like a point to always try to make him laugh <laughs> yeah
3: It's it such a good quality to have i think that's gonna be very very helpful for him in yeah. the future
0: yeah yeah i really like that about him it's funny Aww. Aww. every time i see a butt i'm like i make a point to point out the butt <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
1: <laughs> well james it's um yeah no this is this is really interesting i think it gives us a lens into your own personal work because yeah. i feel that your personality your online personality as a food content creator it's it's so vibrant and yeah. really like positive and mm. it, like watching your videos it always like makes me smile because y- you have this infectious energy in your videos oh. that shines through. Thank you. And um, just in general, I feel like your online presence as a, you know, food media personality feels um, very fresh and new. And, you know, Me and I yeah. were talking and saying how, like, the most striking difference between you and, you know, other food content creators seems to be your understanding and open-mindedness when it comes mm-hmm. to... Uh, just like new emerging uh, frontiers of internet food culture like such as mukbang. and uh, we wanted to ask you like can you give us a breakdown of what mukbang is and what's, what's the culture around it and what's your personal relationship to 먹- Oh Yeah, I
3: mean I kind of feel like mukbang is isn't really new anymore um, it's kind of crazy that like mukbang has become a word i'm pretty sure it's one of the new words that was like included in the like english dictionary now yeah yeah yeah, yeah so the whole idea of like so mukbang means like muk meaning like eating in korean and pang is a part of like pangsong song so like the broadcasting so this whole cultural phenomenon really started in korea like like 15 even like two decades ago or something when like uh internet self-broadcasting became really popular in korea Mm -hmm. and people with and it became really really popular when like uh some big eaters like would show off like i can eat like 20 you know jajangmyeon in like 10 minutes it was (laughs) very much more like uh you know like I'm going to, it's like a performative in a way. But people watch that because they're fascinated, but also, you know, in Korea, a lot of people hate eating alone Mm. and watching other people eat while they are eating is like, has been some sort of like, it's creating this feeling that like, you are not just like being sad and eating alone at the desk. So I think that's sort of what really became mukbang popular. And then there has been different kinds of content from there. And like, I think Korea is a culture. They're so obsessed with food. I feel Mm -hmm. like Korea compared to any other cultures as a nation we can vocally say that like we all are obsessed with food one way or another yeah. Yeah. so like mukbang is like a way for Koreans whether they're on a diet or whether they have a disease that they cannot eat or something like that like yeah. it's their way of like feed their like enthusiasm and like mm. uh, their interest in food Um. so what I'm doing with my content, I don't really feel like it's, like, a full mukbang, in a Mm -hmm. way, because, like, when when I hear mukbang, I feel like you see this spread of food, and I'm like, hi, guys, you know, like, I'm gonna be eating this, and just, like, just, like, a 30-minute uncut version of, like, them eating. Right, Uh, Even though I've always wanted to do that, (laughs) I just, like, haven't really gotten to that uh, phase, I guess. Um... But I what I'm trying to show with my content is that little bits of like joy that I feel um, by eating delicious food. And I didn't know that people find that, you know, encouraging. I didn't know that people were interested or mm-hmm. became happy by watching me being happy. So it's kind of similar to the laughter thing, you know, like yeah. I'm yeah. sharing oh, wow. and putting things That's out how happy I am because yeah. i'm eating this incredibly delicious food and i am a very very reactive person you know like i'm just full of reactions and what yeah. i eat young me you and i like went out to eat so like you can tell that i like roll my eyes and it's like you yeah. can really I'm tell like, like how good the food is and yeah. how excited i get and yeah. i think people find that funny and almost like intrigue them like oh that must be really good because he's acting like that, you know? So, like, I didn't know that that's how people felt, but, like, as I started posting more about it... Yeah. And more people told me that. And even though Mm. I didn't believe that, I'm just gonna, like, okay, I I love making people feel happy. And Mm. I want people to feel, like, positive. And if I can do that with my little short videos of me eating and cooking... I want to continue doing that, so yeah, that's kind of yeah. how I weave into that.
0: There's such a through line here. I feel like with the you being a giving person, the laughter, and then you mm. tying that to the mukbang thing. That I feel like that's such a through line in your personality. But I just want to touch on. I, I was like writing notes so I wouldn't forget all the stuff that I wanted yeah. to say. I have lots of ideas about mukbang. Of course, it's like my favorite thing. Um, I just want to touch on what you said. It isn't new, yeah, and that that's like it's been around for a long time. But it's still not generally accepted um, in mainstream American food media, which is psycho because (laughs) mukbang and mukbangers are some of the biggest YouTube sensations in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But like this whole like professional food journalism in America has no idea what it is, never talks about it because it's, you know, white white run it's, yeah. it's kind of like k-pop in that way like everyone yeah. in the world is obsessed with it but white people are like that's not we don't we're not going to talk about that um so i wanted to touch on the fact that it isn't new i also wanted to touch on the fact that so mukbang became popular after i moved to the states and i'm fluent in korean but when you just said that mukbang is short for 먹방송, Mm. I, that didn't even occur to me because every time an American or English speaker translates it, they say it's muk eating room because pang means room. Because oh, what no. they're doing that is, is so they're putting so that
2: word.
0: But see, this is the thing like, this is why I fucking hate when people that don't speak Korean. This is my Squid Game translation all over again. Because uh. all Americans are like, mukbang means eating room, like you're mm. eating in a room. And what? they're not understand because like in Korea it's very <sighs> common to take phrases and you take the first syllable of each yeah. word and make it short, right? Like I mean that's why they, they learn song. like
1: Chinese characters like the, han, the han, hanja? Hanja? hanja, the hunter, the hanmun. Yeah, yeah, like,
0: yeah. And just the fact that the it's actually bokbang is short for pangsong, uh, which means like station Broadcast, broadcasting. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that most non Korean speakers m- things that it means room, I think is very important. I also just, sorry, I'm like reading down these like list of points that I wrote down while you were talking. <laughs> yes. Also, I think the mukbang the thing in Korea is very big. And the reason why there's so many big Korean uh, internet people and cultural things that come out of Korea is because I, I don't think a lot of people know this. In the late 90s, when the internet was first invented, the Korean government made a huge effort to make sure that every single Korean person had the internet cheaply. Mm-hmm. And overnight, it was like, I remember going to Korea in 1998, overnight, every single person had the internet. And that's why they were like on top of all these internet trends in South Korea. Um, Another and then two other points about the mukbang thing. What you were saying, James, about how Koreans like eat, how people find joy in watching you eat. There is this culture in Korea that I think people don't really know that outside of mukbang and people that do mukbang, every Korean person picks up this habit of eating mm. like 맛있게, like in a delicious mm. way, mm. because it's a big part of our culture that when you're eating in front of somebody, you make it look very enjoyable, mm. whether there's a camera there or not, just exactly. in front of your friends. Mm. And so when, when Korean people eat, they're always like, <gasps> like mm. and like <laughs> even with each other's friends, they like do a little dance, and there's like a, uh, trends that people do while they're eating Uh. whether it's like a certain way that you put the spoon in your mouth or a certain thing that you say i think also i've seen like japanese people do this too do you know what i mean and it's like it's "Mm -hmm." it's,
2: it's cute and
0: fun and friends do that all the mukbang motions that we enjoy watching koreans do and um that was just a big part of the culture even before they started putting it online yeah and i and So when I see other people outside of Korea pick up on those, like, mannerisms, I'm like, I think that's very interesting. Yeah, that is a really
1: interesting observation. (laughs) Because, I mean, in Korean cuisine specifically, it's very communal because you have the shared dishes in the middle. Yeah. I'm thinking, like, metal chopsticks. There's a lot of, like, sounds and, like, slurping sounds and, like, hands, like going over the middle so the, it's like a symphony of sorts
0: like in the mm-hmm. like i remember when i was a kid it was like very tr- not trendy but like this very acceptable and fun for like your male friends to yeah. eat like one big rice like bite you know like right. oh, mm, and then like have a bite <laughs> and yeah. all men would do that because it was part of our culture that it was a joke that everyone sort of had with each other you know yeah and like uh or like how and and you see that now in extreme in mukbang like like how you like make one bite with a big kimchi now it's like a yeah. whole kimchi and they put it over a, a rice oh, and yeah. they're like you know like that but oh. it's like an exaggeration of what koreans have been doing for a long time um i sort yeah. of feel like people I, that's like the part that people miss i think i don't know yeah like
3: i my parents always told me that, like, so there's a phrase in Korean called like 참 복스럽게 먹는다. So like yes. that means that like 복스 like you are eating with like
2: luck. just
3: with beaming of like luck. <laughs> I yeah. guess is like yeah, <laughs> like it's giving yeah. me
0: luck to watch you.
3: Yeah, like so like yeah 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 um yeah. <laughs> because I have been so like so expressive um, yeah. Yeah. like when I have a sip of like tea like I'm just like bringing this like all the sound like the bottom of my heart I'm like oh you know like like I like just <laughs> and like uh, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I have become like I just especially when I'm eating like soup and like when I'm like chasing with like a shot of soju, like I just can't help it but to make the sound and I think those sounds actually excite other people to eat like bring yeah. that appetite up and like mm. them seeing me enjoying and gulping and all of that it's like no matter how hungry or not it's like you want to take a bite of that yeah if and i love that the, i can yeah. evoke that feelings to other people she should uh, want to
0: point out how it's like so weird that in a lot of western cultures that's very frowned upon Yeah, I didn't know that. So, like the whole like transition, yeah,
3: Mm. it's like Western people. It's like it's so quiet and like Mm. you know just cling cling. Yeah, they think it's
0: civilized which is i honestly yeah. think
3: that's why uh mukbang hasn't really become mainstream because there's this culture of the like you shouldn't open your mouth yep. like you know like oh, i think there's yeah. a lot of comments even when you're watching like american uh, mukbangers there are comments about like oh my god like you shouldn't open your mouth like don't chew out so like the things that get excited korean people that's what turn off european people yeah. or Colonize western our people. mindset
0: yeah. So like the supremacy mindset being like, ew, you're there's so feeling. Yeah, yeah.
3: Exactly. There is no mutual love of like appreciation of something, you know, mm. one that gets celebrated gets
0: frowned upon in another culture. Leave us yeah. alone. Let us let us eat our food.
2: So
1: so so as a content creator like yourself where, you know, you're you're very independent and you've amassed this following on your own, do you still feel that there is this clear divide between mainstream food media and then like instagram and youtubers mm.
3: yeah because i feel like the mainstream so when, I, when we talk about mainstream food i think we're generally talk about like food media and like you know recipe outlets and like yeah. places like that they always like treat in my opinion, like food content creator as like not a part of their industry. Mm. It feels like the mainstream food world only considers chefs uh and like, you know, the they they consider tastemakers. This is like highly just for my opinion. So like right, I don't right, want right. anyone to like comment on it. Like, oh my god, that's wrong. But like from <laughs> what I see, I don't think like internet you know, food content creators who... There are so many, many talented people out there. They don't really get the respect or inclusion like chefs do. And I think there's Mm -hmm. always this, like, tension of, like, oh, chefs are, like, you know, better. And then you're just, like, making food for internet, you know? Versus, Mm -hmm. like, I am Mm -hmm. running a kitchen that serves, like, 300 people per night. And, like, I know that it's a very different industry, but, like, the amount... I think at the end of the day, like people enjoying at a really really delicious meal at a restaurant, I think that happy feeling is same as like if someone were to like cook along with this internet person or like just watch someone to you know like think yeah. the the end result of the con- receiver's perspective. I think it's pretty similar.
2: Yeah, um, absolutely. So
3: there's definitely a division there, but I don't know whether the mainstream places will consider the whole culture of like food cooking youtubers internet those people as a part of the industry they almost look at it they almost like fetishize in my opinion it's like oh mukbang people mukbang star tiktok star this tiktok chef you know like why do we have to separate (laughs) that
0: yeah and you know the interesting my, my whole like what i find so interesting about the like how the professional food media and chef world, like, sort of pushes internet food people, like, into this whole, like, oh, that they're not as good as us. Is that the internet food personalities now have millions of followers? It's like a huge yeah. phenomenon. Whereas, in food media, is literally disappearing overnight. Yeah, and no yeah. one, no one reads Bon Appetit anymore. Well, I was gonna
1: like, say, even in my own personal, like, restaurant choices let's say 10 years ago i would go to like eater or go yeah. to an actual food media website but now i get most yeah. of my recommendations from like instagram accounts like yours and like yes. food influencers
0: literally every time you post a restaurant i go there
2: <laughs> yeah. and i'm like oh I,
0: oh I went there i feel so i'm like oh i'm so, I'm so savvy i went where james went already <laughs> but i i can't be- yeah i can't remember the like i swear to god i feel like the last five restaurants you posted, I literally went the within the week after you posted. Oh my about god. That. And wow.
3: I make sure you that those good. are those are good, you know? Like <laughs> I didn't
0: I yes, I I, I wouldn't
3: really post anything that I just feel like, okay, like that's fine, you know. But also it's like there's yeah. so many just like okay restaurants at the same time. It's kinda hard for <laughs> me to like feel that every single time that I'm eat out yeah. eating. Mm. So yeah, like, I I know that like, I think I'm very appreciative that people trust me for that. So I kind of feel this responsibility of like, I'm not posting everything just for the sake of like, right, posting, you know, right. like, I want to make sure that I know that people actually like will go to places and like, I, I know the food is very subjective, but at least yeah. I want it to be like, you know, I really had a good time eating here. And like, I hope you have a good time here too.
0: It, well, it is subjective but if they have the same taste as you then they can trust you and i think there's something inherently um inherently flawed by like somebody that's in the food industry going somewhere to a restaurant to recommend it because obviously they're getting better treatment they're going yeah. there because they have to do it for work it's not like they're doing it because they really like the restaurant so yeah it makes sense that makes more i, I have
1: this um kind of inside baseball question but uh you know i'm coming at it from my experience as a comedian like the more i've done comedy the less i find myself laughing mm. in movies and stuff because mm. i'm just like consuming comedy all the time that at this point i just like recognize like when something's funny but it's very rare it'll be it'll have to be something really like crazy and out there that really yeah. surprises me that makes me laugh now yeah. Does that kind of happen to you now that you've, you know, you've done the food content creation, like, pretty passionately for a while now? Like, have you noticed, like, your taste becoming much more discerning and, like, like the bar is, like, so high now that you are, like, surprised or wowed by a restaurant mm. or, like, a food item?
3: So the funny thing is that, like, after all those, like, whether my professional career and everything... yeah. The level of enthusiasm and obsession hasn't changed. I feel like it's getting bigger and bigger. And like, in a way, I I thought about this a lot because i people around me told me that like my obsession of food is consuming me. It's like it's like you you need you need to have something that's not food, you know? Like, and why I, I <laughs> why.
2: I, I love it, it, that's all I, I like to do. ask
3: myself and you yeah. know there are people with hobbies you know like I'm sure you guys do something and enjoy doing something that's not that's related to like you know you guys being like comedians or pockets like there are certain things that like you do for fun right right but like yeah I don't have the separation of like work and fun and hobby and Wait. it's like everything feels so good like connected and wait i'm I don't questioning do myself
0: for fun either i just like when you said that i was like
3: <laughs> yeah no yeah right it's it's, <laughs> it's like what am i doing like what i i don't like am i so just one dimensional that like food is all i watch and care and feed myself into
0: but that's like what that's the dream right yeah. it's like the dream is like you work your work is your passion and so well, it's that stupid corny saying, like, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. I, I feel like that, too. Like, I don't have any hobbies outside of what I like to do, because what I like to do is what I do. But food mm-hmm. is
1: straight up a necessity. Like, we all need to right. eat food to survive. It's but one of the basic just... tenets of being a human being. So well, you're just maximizing like... the, the, the pleasure experience of yeah. that. <laughs>
0: I have this thing, James. Obviously we're yeah. different like, but I have this thing where I get fucking angry if I eat something and it's not good.
2: Like oh, everything I have to eat <laughs>
0: has to bring me the most joy. Whether it's and I'm not saying it's like fancy. I'm like sometimes it's like a white toast with like mayonnaise on, you know, or what whatever. Like Yum. it just has to be <laughs> it just has to make it, just has, to make, it just has to taste really, really good. I get really
3: angry when I eat something and especially if I pay for something that's horrible. <laughs> I I I have to eat something else to counterbalance that. It's like I I need to eat something that will make me feel better because this is like horrible. And because, yeah. you know, another thing that I like really want to talk here is that so so many people think that I'm like constantly eating and like how are you eating so much and like you somewhat stay fit. And I feel like everyone, probably mukbangers, <laughs> will be questioned that in a way. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, I was very, very skinny in my early 20s. And, like, I ate so much. Everyone was like, oh, my God. Like, of course you can eat that much because your metabolism high when you're young, blah, blah, blah. Right. And because I'm, like... I somehow created this, like, image of, like, hi, I'm this guy who's somewhat petite, but I'm eating a lot with my large mouth. Like, that somehow has become, like, my image and persona. So, like, Mm -hmm. as I get age, obviously, like, you know, I'm gaining weight. I'm not really working out. So, like, I can see that my body is changing. And, like, that is really destroying my relationship with my body. Mm -hmm. Because, like... I love food so much, and like, I want to eat this all the time, but mm. as a result, like, you know. I, I feel like I'm gaining weight. But mm-hmm. also in order to like release the stress, I have to eat. So I'm watching other people eating, but like I'm also like thinking about, oh my God, I'm so jealous that this person is eating all this much and like not gaining weight. How is he doing that? So I'm like going through this cycle of like hating it and loving mm-hmm. it and like also using food as a like therapy to change that feeling. But also going back to like, oh my God, I look so fat. I ate so much. It's like, so it's psychological it's, I want a break sometimes. I, I oh, need wow. a break, but yeah. I don't know what to do for that break.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like probably so many mukbang people and food content creators go through what you just described. It's just yeah. food is so psychological. Yeah. so psychological. And a lot of people have, you know like this love-hate relationship to it. I feel like most people do. Well, for sure. And it's just like it's so hard. I'm glad that you brought that up yeah and Ugh. I
3: know that people say it as a compliment when they first meet me I'm like oh my god you're like so skinny oh my god or you look like you look fit or they mm. make comments about my appearance and mm. you know us Asian just kind of being super hard on our appearances yeah. on top of that it's like Oh my like, does that mean that I cannot gain weight? Like, does that mean that I shouldn't gain weight? How am I going to hide the fact that I gain weight? And, you know, mm. yeah. do I continuously have to, like, stay skinny for people to be intrigued in my mukbang? Will I be, like, yeah. losing my sense of, like, brand identity if I get, like, fatter and chunkier and continuously eat? Like,
1: uh, am I just
3: not gonna you know all of this horrible mm. things are just like crowding my thoughts
1: yeah i think a lot of uh creators experience what you just described like how certain fast, how toxic that sort of toxic mindset can like permeate your life and make you reevaluate the things that you once loved and you know even in comedy too i think a lot of comedians like will justify bad behavior. There's no... Okay, not bad. Let me see. Uh, It will justify impulsive behavior. Mm. Because, as you've, you've heard it time and time again, it's like, well, I know this is a bad decision, but at least I'll get a bit out of it. I'll, like... Get a good joke out of it. And it just becomes this like cycle where why am I keep making these impulsive decisions? But then at the same time, like if I don't, is that going to hurt my comedy? Yeah. And, yeah.
0: It really like infl- influences your behavior. Yeah. So I just I, wanted
3: to like, I, I think yeah. it's important to talk about it. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm really glad you brought that up. A lot of people don't really think that food brings a lot of joy to me, but also, brings a lot of like that toxic thoughts to me and Mm. i never really talk about it because i want my platform to be the positive place so like i often don't really have a i i don't share these kind of thoughts but i go through that every single day wow (laughs) Um, Wow.
0: i'm so glad you i'm so glad you brought that up james i didn't even think of that also i think being a content creator is so much of a you just show the good part of it right oh my
2: god yeah Yeah, there are so many bad
0: parts
3: and i went through periods of like if I don't take a picture of, mm-hmm. like, what I'm eating, I will feel anxious. And I didn't know why I felt anxious. So uh, it's, like, I had to work so much with my therapist about yeah. not doing that, not wow. making everything into work. You yeah. don't need to do that, you know? Like, you can just have fun and eat with friends without having to make everything into content. And, like, yeah. that is... yeah. I'm also saying that to myself and yesterday I did it and like my friend was like shocked. they like, oh my God, you're not <laughs> taking pictures. I was like,
0: you know, I'm, 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 today I'm just not going to do it. And when I make something yeah. and it looks nice and I'm like, I don't take a picture. I'm like,
3: no. <laughs> I know. It's like I lost an opportunity. A
2: waste
0: of my. <laughs>
1: like, oh, yummy. do you God. get anxious when you don't tweet or make a TikTok?
0: Uh, For like a I period think- of time. I do, I do, yep. Yeah. I do I do definitely feel, or sometimes, you know, I'll do like a, I do like a lot of carousels on Instagram yeah. where I just like, just get my jokes together of, right, right. Of, from a few days. If I don't do that, I do get very anxious. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, okay, we're running out of time. So we're just going to go to the, our last and final question for you, James. And we asked Jeez. this of all our guests, what is something that you're proud of? I am proud that
3: I still live in america doing things that i love honestly yeah Mm. i am proud that i'm still living here and i'm proud that i am making people happy
1: oh and uh uh, so uh, you, you said you're from korea originally yeah Okay, and is that I'm assuming like because of visa purposes, there's like a constant challenge of like having to stay oh in my America. God. There
3: were multiple times that I was told that I would never be able to come back to America
2: oh, wow. <laughs> like
3: literally, not because of my control. so like I've been here since I was thirteen as an international student
2: mm-hmm. um
3: so you know, being apart from your family at that age is hard. And also, like, not really knowing the visa and immigration system and, like, Mm. being an international student without your family. You know, there's been a lot of ups and downs. And, like there was a time that like uh, the embassy basically told me that I've been coming to America illegally for the past four years so Mm. like they immediately rejected that I would never be able to come back to America right like a week before my flight to come back to America to start college so like Mm. I'm still traumatized by that there was a time that like I kind of like crossed the border to Canada without thinking that I needed all the immigration documents and when I came back like the immigration officer told me that I would go to Jail, mm-hmm. all of that so like there have been so many immigrational related challenges so like looking back I am proud that I'm still living here I'm proud that I'm still doing what I love and I'm proud that I have a I still have a life in America despite all those challenges doubts troubles that came throughout my life
0: here so The immigration issues, and I know a lot, you know, I I feel like we haven't really touched on this, but I know that so many of our listeners who, a lot of them who are born here or have been here as long as James, struggle with this issue, and it's a terrifying, constant fear, and, you know, that's, like, such a shame, and I'm I'm so sorry to hear that, but I'm also very happy for you that you are, you know, getting to be where you want to be and... Yeah. Doing what you want to do. Yeah. So inspiring. I I think
1: you should be so proud because, you know, Mm -hmm. I have friends who have dealt with similar immigration issues and their dream is just to get any job that will sponsor a visa. Like, forget about whether you're passionate about it. But, you know, you're you're thriving in America on your own terms and doing something that you're so enraptured with. And I think it's really inspiring.
2: Yeah, But it is a
0: constant horrible feeling i think you know i I know so many people who struggle with it um just you know it's un. it's like it's like you know how you feel like i rent and it's every month i'm like i'm not gonna make it this month (laughs) (laughs) it's scary it's like what am i gonna do (laughs) yeah it's like that
3: fear will never leave and despite my you know status in america i don't think i will ever feel secure in america Mm. um in a way so like you know even a few years ago when like there was a whole thing about like international students being kicked out of america like feeling so vulnerable that like yeah you know i love being in america but sometimes and many times i feel like America doesn't really love me back kind of a thing. And I don't feel secure, my place in America. Ugh. So I'm trying to be thankful that, you know, I have a job. I'm trying to be thankful that I ha- I can have a happy life. And mm. I hope to
1: continue to create that path for me.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, James, for our listeners, where can they find all of your amazing work?
3: Uh, they can find me on Instagram at jamesyworld. And if you come to place if you come to my uh, platforms i hope uh, i make you smile and i hope i inspire to eat your feelings as well
0: oh your feelings i was gonna say yes. just really quick before i asked brian a uh, social i th- i think america does love you i think everyone here does love you and that's just a fucking shame that this is just a well. shitty country that elected <laughs> donald fucking trump for president <laughs> for, for four years don't think we forgot <laughs> so, yeah, uh we rather have james and donald trump let's just say that how about you, Brian? Where can we find you on social media? <laughs> you guys
1: can find me on socials at It's Brian Park. And what about you, Young Me?
0: YM Mayor and then Young Me Mayor on TikTok. Please follow our podcast at Feeling Asian Podcast everywhere. We have a YouTube channel, we have Patreon, we have a TikTok. You know, and We're- come to we have TikTok. Show. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. I Bye. think that's it. Bye. Bye. Thank you.